Well, hi there, and welcome to another Radio Free Oz podcast, this for Thursday, August 18th, 2011. And hey, I know a lot of the progressives out there are concerned with Barack Obama's plummeting poll numbers. Well, fear not. Think about this. Think about who he's going to be running against. One of the trifecta. It could be Governor Von Blohair, it could be Mitt the Empty Suit Romney, or it might be Michelle $2 a gallon gas Bachman. Yes, Americans will save at the pump if Michelle Bachman is elected president, so she said this week. Quote, the day that the president became president, gasoline was $1.79 a gallon. Look at what it is today, she said at an event in South Carolina. Under President Bachman, you will see gasoline come down below $2 a gallon. That will happen. The average price for a gallon of gasoline is currently $3.58, according to the AAA. Bachman didn't detail how she would cut the price of gasoline, which is tied to the global price of oil. She briefly mentioned the prospect of oil shale development in western states and has been an active proponent of increased domestic oil drilling, including in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. Well, first of all, if she checked the facts, all the oil shale horror in the world and pumping out the North Slope will have no effect whatsoever on the price of gasoline. And the second thing that the non-economist Michelle Bachman didn't take into consideration is that the price of gas is directly reflective on the health of the economy. When President Obama took office, we were in the depths of our worst recession in ever so long. Demand for oil was way, way down. I don't know how she's going to come up with two-buck oil, but just stay tuned. And if you think she's going to pull it off, then... Everything you know is wrong. These may be the times that try men's souls, but at least we have the advent of Governor Perry to deal with. This clown, he's a lot of fun for people like myself who have just risen off the schadenfreude couch to talk about this man. Now, on the campaign trail, Governor Rick Perry will claim credit for the so-called Texas miracle. The real Texas miracle is that I don't have to live there. His state weathered the housing and job crisis better than many others, and he'll happily tell voters it was the result of his small government conservative approach to running things. But his state's relative success had a lot to do with things out of his control. Population growth resulting from an influx of immigrants from Mexico and of workers and retirees from other U.S. states and high oil company profits, to name just a couple. Oh, and also the federal stimulus. What, you say? Hey? Despite being one of the loudest critics of President Obama's stimulus, Perry used billions of dollars of federal money to patch Texas's budget shortfalls and was thus able to create and maintain lots and lots of public sector jobs. In fact, if you look at the net job creation between 2007 and 2010, it's clear the only thing keeping Texas buoyant was government jobs. Yo, yo. The recession cost Texas 178,000 private sector jobs. A fairly small share for a populous state when you consider that crisis cost the country many millions. But in the same period, it added 125,000 public sector jobs, nearly half of all government jobs created in this period nationwide. One out of two public sector jobs created by the stimulus went to Texas. Put together, Texas lost only 53,000 jobs during the downturn, right? This shows that Texas was following a traditional Keynesian game plan as the private sector contracts turned to the public sector to temporarily make up part of the difference. 
Additionally, Perry has papered over some looming budget gaps with fancy paperwork. And unless he or the next governor takes steps like raising taxes to balance the books, he'll have to cut spending big time, meaning so long public sector jobs, and many of his gains will have proved illusory. Oh, Governor Goodhair, how could you? Poor Ron Paul. Oh, ignored by the lamestream media in this case. The guy came in second in the straw poll and has literally disappeared from the front pages, but he will have his revenge. Salon reports that a Texas supporter of Ron Paul has taken out a full-page ad in an Austin alternative weekly newspaper publicly seeking women or men who have slept with Texas Governor Rick Perry. Quote, have you ever had sex with Rick Perry? Are you a stripper, an escort, or just a young hottie impressed by an arrogant, entitled governor of Texas? We will help you publicize your direct dealings with a Christian, buzzword-spouting, family values, hypocrite, and fraud. Are you one of those who had sex with the man? Are you one of his hotties? Are you one of his male and or female or alien from outer space escorts? Register now! More sex amongst the Republicans. Peter Kinder, or maybe it's Kinder, I'll be kinder and call him that, has delivered an answer for why he was photographed with a former penthouse pet at a St. Louis pantless bar. He needed a bathroom break. He just jumped into the pantless bar to take a wee-wee? Let's move on. Kinder or Kinder is doing a round of interviews Wednesday to address the salacious claims by Tammy Chapman in order to head off a swarm of media attention at Thursday's ham breakfast at the state fair. This all came on him while he was in Iowa. He said he saw Chapman again earlier this year when he stopped at the bar she was working at to use the bathroom. Maybe he met Larry Craig in there. He said he ordered a glass of wine and recognized her when she asked him to pose for a photograph. He said the photograph took a split second. Well, yeah, most cameras are set at what? 500th of a second? He's got that right. He said he did not ask Chapman to email it to him, and he does not know how it came to be published in the Riverfront Times. He also said he's only been to the cabaret 10 times since the mid-1990s and stopped visiting after he realized it was inconsistent with his Christian upbringing. Left unaddressed in the article is the more serious allegation leveled in the Riverfront Times that he aggressively pursued Chapman and became rough with her during private dances. Were they lap dances, baby? It's also unclear if he was asked about whether he ever approached Chapman to move into his Brentwood condo that's paid for by his campaign committee. Come live with me on the public teat. And of course... There's the scrutiny over what Kinder or Kinder did say. Will the voters really buy that he walked back into a bar where Chapman worked simply to hit the restroom and grab a glass of wine? Do they serve wine in that pantless club? You're going to have to ask the penthouse pet. Only she knows. What's with it with these Christian Republicans? They're either found in bathrooms with the right or the wrong people. They're constantly asking their constituency to forgive them for straying from their Christian upbringing. Let's face it, Barack Obama 
is a great father and a great husband. This cannot be said for the minions of Christian Republicans who oppose him left and right. Look, if they're correct and Obama is the devil and Mao and Castro and Hitler, then somehow he's carrying all that emotional and moral baggage and still smelling better than all of them. And we close the show with another Republican in trouble, the governor of my home state, because I am a Buckeye. Ohio Governor John Kasich this week offered a deal to the state's public employee unions. He said, let's compromise on my law stripping away your collective bargaining rights and withdraw the referendum where you could get it repealed. This recently elected... Republican governor, at one point he was uh, in the House of Representatives, and like his buddy in Wisconsin, took advantage of what he thought was a great mandate to screw everybody. Well, he said that avoiding a fight is in the best interest of everyone, including public employee unions. He asked the unions to set aside political agendas, oh really, set aside political agendas and past offenses. Hmm. The governor said the offer stems from him being a believer in talking and not out of a fear we are going to lose. Kasich asked for a delegation of 10 public employee union leaders to talk with state officials. The law has not actually taken effect, but was put on hold by a petition process that triggered the referendum for this November. A recent Quinnipiac poll from this past July showed that repealing the bill had a lead of slightly over... 20 points, depending on the wording of the question. Whoa, Governor Kasich, you pulled a boner, and now you want to somehow backtrack and tell everybody it's in everybody's best interest to, like, just stop this referendum. Let's just talk, because I'm a talker. No, Governor, you a loser. And anybody that doesn't think I'm on the button on that one, well... Everything you know is wrong.